Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Portions of the show may be previously recorded. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Del Tuesday, and we have a great guest for you today. You know, I bring guests on of various different types because I want to be able to Find somebody you can relate to. Today's individual is going to be relatable to large corporate executives that are out there in the world believing that they've made it and that they're in the right track. They're on the right track is probably a better way to say it, um, career track, and uh, they just don't see the light. And this individual was in that same situation, very successful individual, but what's interesting about his story is, is that he was actually in the business of real estate. And so as I bring him in, I want to give you a little piece of his resume, just so you can see how massively successful he was as uh, one of our mentors, John Ridgway, was trying for years to motivate him to come on board and be an owner himself. He was in and headed up one of the largest property management companies or multiple different ones he worked for for 35 years. His portfolios included 90-plus properties, 26,000 units, right? He did lease-ups, deep value ads, senior housing, student housing. You name it, he did it. He was also past president of Dallas and Tarrant County Apartment Associations, TAA and NAA Board of Directors and Executive Committees, NAA PAC chairman, that would be the National Apartment Association PAC chairman, affordable housing chairman, member of the year for the Texas Apartment Association, and 
the uh, Austin Department, actually, no, the Apartment Association of Greater Dallas, I'm sorry, also included into the Apartment Association of Greater Dallas Legends of Legislative. With me here today is Mr. Robert Tenney. Robert, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Great to be back. Great to be on the show. Glad to have you back again, man. Uh, Always like sharing your story with people because there's people out there like you that, hey, you made it, Robert. You were there. You'd gotten to the top. There's no reason for you to listen to somebody out here that's a nobody telling you you should go out here and own a piece of real estate when you run 90 properties. Why should you own a piece of real estate, right? Yeah, and I definitely, I thought at some point, like a legal firm, you know, I might be made a partner, but also I kept advancing up the the, the ladder and I had the big corner office, the ego title, you know, I just thought I'm, I'm set. So yeah, that's, that's where I started, I guess. Well, the back end of this conversation today is going to be about how successful you've become on the other side of that, which is not to question you ever would be because you did everything on the inside. Just getting you to do it on the outside for yourself was the real, I guess, the, the next step in your life's career change. But um, having said that, is there anything you can share with people out there right now who are, they're at the top of the game. They got the corner office. What what was it that John said over how many years did it take him saying it that got you to change your mind? For one thing, some of the apartments we had were senior housing, so senior citizen housing, 55 and older. Um, and I saw these people that had been successful, W-2 career you know people but so they they were in a similar good situation but i saw these people and they were worried about how are they going to live 20 years from now how is their money going to last and frankly they hoped the money lasted longer than they did and i thought what a depressing thought and what a depressing way to live but i still thought well i'm moving forward i'm getting bigger bonuses bigger raises i'm going to be okay I've got 401ks, I'm maxing out and all of that. Well, then as we see from the stock market this week, you don't control that. As I saw from um, owners selling the portfolios and suddenly you don't have a job, you don't control that. Uh, so it took me a long time to realize I wasn't in control of much of anything on that front. And Ridgeway kept trying to tell me about lifestyle. Um and that I needed to join and, and really consider it. And I thought, why would I give up my you know, huge six-figure income and all the ego stuff. Um, why would I give that up for this entrepreneurial thing? It just, I, I was a W-2 head up my you-know-what, work-hard person, not an entrepreneur. So making that leap off the cliff, so to speak, was such a scary thing to me to do it. But he finally talked to me uh, about, he said, Robert, what are you going to live on when you retire? And I thought, that's the dumbest question ever. Like everybody else, I'm going to live on my Social Security. I'm going to live on uh, uh, my, you know, what I've saved up and all of that. And he goes, yeah, Robert, I'm never going to touch that. I'm going to live, live off of this thing called passive income. Well, that was a new twist to me. And I'm like, wait, all right, tell me more. Because um, until then, I thought I was like everybody else. And I just needed to be like everybody else. So that was the light bulb moment for me. So what finally broke the broke the camel's back? I mean, I mean, even though you finally got the light bulb, I get that. There's that moment you get the light bulb, it's starting to sink in. But man, cutting ties. I remember with John, I had him poised to cut ties, 
but you guys fired him. <laughs> and he called him and goes, Dell, I got some great news. I just got fired. And they gave me six months of uh, whatever it was, not pension, but uh, severance. To, to, so I get paid for six months while we start up our company. So that's what got him to go. What What was the final thing that got you out the door? You know, I had the best job I've had in my career is what I, I walked away from. Um, I think it was the combination of the having the senior housing and seeing the struggles of those seniors and really listening to their stories and realizing, you know, they were whatever, 15, 20, 30 years down the road from where I was and that I, I was felt like I was looking in a mirror at my future. Um, and then seeing how successful Ridgeway, frankly, had become on Facebook, he was posting, you know, from his RV in Calgary, like, oh, I'm paying bills today. And me and my infinite wisdom would post back, oh, gosh, John, you're really working hard. And he would reply, Robert, that's kind of the point. And I went, oh. So <laughs> I'm a little bit slow. That's good. Well, you know, it's got to come where it's got to come from, right? And that's good that you got through it. So you got out and you came to the classes. Uh, you knew everything already about how to do all this stuff. Was there anything in the in the classwork when you came to the two-day that was interesting to you, being that you'd already had, you know, operational experience from the boohoo? I, uh, the two-day was eye-opening because, you know, I knew property management for upward and backwards. I saw how I was making owners tons of money, but I didn't understand the how or the why because those doors were always closed. And the two-day opened my eyes to the tax benefits of owning real estate, um, the different all the different ways you can make money in real estate. You know, I was in the W-2 thinking is that I get a check, I do this work, I get a check. And I thought my owners, you know, they do this work, they get a check. They have a refinance and they make some money from that. But I didn't understand all the, what I called forever, the secret sauce. But I thought at some point somebody was going to make me a partner and let me be a part of that. Um, so again, I, maybe I was a slow learner, but that W or that um, two day was just eye opening. And that's where I thought there is another way. There's a way to be, have financial freedom. There's a way to have the control of my time, which was huge to me. Did they ever, well, that was a bad question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there, but I know the answer before I even ask it. And that is, it's probably not very likely that they were talking to you about their cap rates and their gains and their capital gains and their profits. They just kept pounding you about the NOI, huh? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean by that was kind of the secret sauce I saw how much wealthier those owners were. Um, I had a portfolio where we increased the NOI 30% a year for three years in a row. And the owner sent me a letter and said, you are the only person in our entire nationwide company that made a profit for us last year. Thank you so much. And I kept that letter for years going, that's what it's all about. Not realizing that, you know, the, the multipliers of what that 30% did. Um, until I went to the two-day and started really understanding that, understanding leverage and like-minded people that would want to invest also. All right, Robert, we're going to take a break right now. We'll come back and pick it up on the other side. We'll be right back with Robert Tinning and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Retiring America, one person at a time. This is the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Now, more unconventional wisdom from your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Robert Tinning out of Dallas, Texas. Robert had been in the property management business for 35 years, had operated up to 90 properties, 26,000 units, and he left all that to become an entrepreneur and start buying his own properties. Uh, Robert, as we come back here, I'm just going to share with everybody that's just tuning in now uh, the extent of the properties you've purchased since you've gotten out of this because the story here is uh, really twofold. The first part of the story is what you were doing and how hard it was to move across the line. The second one is how quickly you moved forward once you got across the line. I've got here a property purchased with 120 units, another one with 68 units, another one after that with 250 units, another one with 464 units, another one with 360 units, another one with 224 units. And I'll add to that that currently you keep you still have the 464, the 360, and the 224 and you sold um, the Vista, the 120 units, for massive profit. Then you sold the two other properties, let's see, the Dalton and the Huntington, uh, for 192 and 152 respective profit rates of return, 192, 152. So you've got three properties sold with massive profit. I just want to get that all out there so people have an understanding that you have done a tr- just a gigantic amount of real estate since you've crossed over. My question is, when you came out of the two-day, what was your plan? Let's take it back if you can remember. Some guy comes out now, you've been a corporate America guy, you know you know how to put together company or run companies. You know, Obviously, we help you put them together, but you know how to run companies, you know how to operate this real estate, you know how to build a business, you know how to hire employees, you've got all those skill sets. What was your plan? Well, the first thing was... Uh... I needed to build up my investor list because nobody you know, knew who I was. And that meant getting very involved with all of the lifestyle events and meeting people, um, taking all the educational courses, because even with all of my property management, there was a lot of um, finance and the leveraging and just pieces I, I still needed to know and learn from an owner's perspective. So that was the first thing, just quickly realizing everybody in that room, there's a lot of high net worth people, first of all, but everybody in that room are like-minded investors. And it wasn't like when I was the NAA PAC chair or local PAC chair, and I'm out there constantly trying to raise millions of dollars, and people are like, oh, God, there's Robert Tenning run. Uh, <laughs> these were people that actually 
you know, these are people that want to invest, and they're like, please, um, we want to invest with people we know, with people we trust. So that was the first step. And then the second step was, um, until I understood leverage, I thought, well, I don't have enough money to buy anything but like a fourplex or an eightplex. Well, then I realized because of leverage and because of all the like-minded investors in that room, I could go out and buy a larger deal. Um, and I don't know if it was true, but I was told at the time that the 120-unit deal was the biggest first-time lead deal uh, at that time. Um, but I didn't want to buy a duplex and be getting the call at 4 in the morning that my toilet stopped at. I wanted to buy a big enough property that I could hire a professional manager, um, do the property management that I'm used to doing, and not have to get back, take that step back. Um, so I was able to not have to do that. So that, that was my initial plan. Okay, so you got the 120 unit under your belt, then you stepped down to a 68. What was the theory behind the 68? Was it located close to it, created economic to scale, or what was the deal? So it was smaller than what we wanted to do, but it was a incredible property. Um, I'd already built up really good relationships with the local broker brokerage community, and again, that was due to lifestyles, the connections, um, because they were bringing me deals and saying, hey, would you be interested? It wasn't me having to go out trying to find deals, um, you know, and, and cold calling. So when they told me, I said 68 units, well, that's really too small, but like you really need to look at it, look at the numbers. Um, it used to be a condominium project, just a great property. Well, because of that one, within a very short time, I want to say like six months, same broker came back to me and said, hey, the 250-unit deal right next door um, may – want to sell would you be interested i'm like absolutely so then we had 318 units economies of scale um, with our plan being that we were going to operate them as one ramp up the income ramp up the performance and sell them in the, or refi in a couple of years well we've sold them two weeks ago for the numbers you just said i mean well, we i think on like huntington we raised about 13 million dollars or i'm sorry we were, it was about a 10 million dollar raise and we gave back we had a net profit of all your money back plus an additional almost $16 million on top of that in three years. Oh, wow. That's unbelievable. And again, I couldn't have done any of that without lifestyles. I emailed you a couple of months ago just to say, I know you hear it all the time, but I want to say it on the radio too. I can't thank you and lifestyles enough for changing my life. That's some amazing numbers right there. And you know, you have to think back. Um, I'm just reminiscing with you. I remember when I worked at corporate America and we were selling health club memberships and we'd sell, Hundred thousand dollars a week and sixteen different member comp or sixteen different health clubs. So we'd like sixteen hundred thousand. Guess whatever that is, you know, uh, a month. And I'd get a check for like three thousand bucks. At, you know, after taxes, <laughs> where did all the money go? That I just I I put the money in the bank for these guys. Where did all that money go? Right, and it just right. blows your mind until you see it. So um, you, you then went on and got a really large one here. Let's see what time we've got here. We've got another minute and a half here. So um, what happened with the big 464? Well, that was, again, having developed these relationships with brokers. They uh, came to me and said, this is a out-of-state owner. Um, he's in a position where he needs to sell and liquidate quickly, which ended up being the, the same thing on our next deal. That we'll talk about the 360-unit deal. Um, we were able to jump in and say, yeah, we can close this thing. At the time, I was like, 
can I really do this? Because I want to say that was about a $14 million raise. It was a big jump. Um, and I thought, whoo, I'm really taking a big risk here. I had about 500000 of non-refundable earnest money of my own at risk. And my wife said, are you sure you know what you're doing? I'm like, I think I do. Um, but with the Lifestyle investors, we had no problem raising the money. And it's just that, that one's been a home run as well. So as we uh, go into another break here, um, you keep bringing up the point of being able to raise the capital, raise the capital, raise the capital. Do you, do you have any idea how hard it would be to raise this capital outside of Lifestyles? Oh, I, I actually, I tried before. I thought, oh, I can do this. After being NAA chair, PAC chair, um, I went to friends and family, and I'm like, Robert, please stop talking to us about this. Um, so couldn't have done it outside of Lifestyles. <laughs> By the way, Robert, I'm one of those guys who was hiding from you. <laughs> here, exactly. Here comes Robert. Oh, look, we got to go around the bar and get a drink here. We've got to go somewhere else. Absolutely, man. That's Nobody right. likes to give you their money. It just doesn't work that well. We're going to take a short break. we be right back with Robert Tinning and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Robert Kinning. And uh, Robert is out of Dallas, Texas. He's been with us since 2017, and he's done quite a bit of real estate. Uh, we just looked at his 120 unit, 68 unit, 250 unit, 464 unit. Uh, we've got a couple more deals left to discuss, but before we get to those, I'm going to go back a step, Robert, and talk about what is it did you do to get this massive rate of return, 192% on one property, 152% on another property? What did you do to change the value of those properties that much? Um, I mean, one is, you know, just it, levels of experience in property management. So we know a lot of efficiencies. Uh, you know, we don't have that giant learning curve. But I've also always believed, and we need to be the leader in rents. So I have our banks and stuff for years have always said, hey, we need market surveys from you. And I said, I don't do market surveys because we don't follow, we lead. Um, have your other properties do market surveys. So I was always a little arrogant about that. But you know, we even saw everybody for the last five years at least has said, you know, we're putting in granite countertops and doing these massive upgrades. Well, we look at the properties at what they were charging for their fully upgraded granite countertops. We went in and haven't done a granite countertop yet, but we started off our rates at what their rates were with the granite countertops. So my point being, we didn't even have to spend that volume of money that other people were spending. We still got those rates. And then we were increasing off of those rates, $150, $250. Um, and as an example, the deal we closed last September, we've already raised the rents, I think, 18 19% now from where they were. And I'm talking about collected, so it's only going to keep getting higher. So 
we've been very aggressive on pushing rents and trying to be the leader in the market because of good service, um, you know, best product at best price. But sometimes when people hear best price, they think, oh, that means the cheapest. It's not the cheapest. It's you want to buy a quality product that's taken care of and where you feel home, you know, your home is uh, well taken care of and they care about you. So that's kind of been our strategy. And it's, it's been successful for me my whole career. Uh, the company I just worked for, we got rated number one for customer service out of the entire nation five years in a row. Um, I just, I think that stuff, when you take care of your residents, you take care of your employees, the numbers tend to take care of themselves. So I'm going to go a little deeper on this, Robert, because um, having the benefit of your skill sets here on the radio, it's not going to benefit a lot of people here. Not, well, It won't benefit everybody here, but for those people that are a little higher end listening to this, we might be able to help them out a little bit. The first point you made is one that I've actually ran into myself, is that we have this tendency to believe that whatever we like, we think everybody else likes. So we think that we like stainless steel appliances, so we change everything to stainless steel, or we think everybody likes black appliances, so we change everything to black, and we like this color, so we change everything to this color. The granite countertop is a perfect example. You know, you got a 22-year-old kid, and he needs a place to stay, and those granite countertops don't mean squat to him, but, you know, that extra $100 a month is hard on him. Uh, but he might pay it anyway, whether they have the granite countertops or not, because he needs to live right there. And especially if it's clean and functional and a uh, great location. So I get your point that many times that, that those physical upgrades that we spend a lot of money on are not even necessary. I ran into it because I did a bunch of them one time. And then my manager called me and said, we can't seem to get the upgrades done in time. But don't worry, I've already started raising the rents to every other unit to, <laughs> without the upgrades to the same amount. And it blew my mind when she did it. Right. And, but I learned a lesson. So. I get where you're coming from that. Now let's talk about that incremental increase. How do you get above, okay, we just missed what it was worth. The upgrades didn't really bring us that increase. How did you go above that increase? What was the difference there? I think, you know, word of mouth is huge, um, both good and bad. Um, I've said for years that, you know, the, the bad people are like, cockroaches fleeing from the light when you turn it on if you're a good management company where you don't put up with that stuff and you get them out conversely if you don't get them out they tell five of their buddies hey man move in here they don't ever hassle you so suddenly you've got a whole property full of problems so but families want good workforce housing they want to be able to come home to a place where they feel their kids can be out playing um you know it's just a good home and that they're taken care of when their stuff doesn't work in the apartment that it's going to be fixed and they appreciate that and they'll live there longer and they'll say you know what yeah you bumped my rent two hundred dollars but i see the value proposition i see you take care of me i've lived in other apartments where they never take care of me so again i go back to i think customer service is critical well, I agree with you so much. I appreciate you sharing that with us. I'm going to share with the audience two things. Number one, back when I first started learning how to sell, there was a book out by Tom Hopkins about how to sell. And he talked about the fact that everybody knows 200 people. <laughs> and when you do something wrong to one customer, 200 other people are going to hear about it because they're going to make sure that all their friends hear about it. You know, it might be a day later, a week later, six months later, a year later, but they're going to hear about it. Uh, probably conversely the same thing if they really like something 200 people are going to hear about it 
at lifestyles. To give you an example, um, Robert, um, 65% of all memberships are referrals. 65%. 35% of the radio, right? And that's it. <laughs> that's our business. So it, it's amazing that what you say about best product, best price really does make a difference. All right, so as you, you yeah, made these, these changes, let's talk about staffing a second because you, you obviously have to have been doing staffing your whole life. How do you decide how to hire a person or not hire a person? I, I mean, that's an open-ended, unbelievably impossible to answer question, but do you have some big guidelines you throw at people? So when I started right out of college, um, I started as an on-site manager. I was going to do that until – you know, I got the stockbroker uh, job that I wanted that I thought was just going to fall out of heaven like manna and be given to me. But um, then I got hired as a regional manager. And this particular woman um, that was the EVP never wanted to hire anybody with experience in property management because of all of the bad habits that they had developed. So she wanted people like myself that were out of college, were green and trainable. I learned a lot from that aspect because we've also tried over the years to hire somebody that's oh they've got 15 years of management of, as being a manager and it works you know you find people that are good but a lot of times you're hiring all of their bad habits too so we like to if we can find people that maybe as an assistant manager that's been a really a strong assistant manager and promote her because we can train her or him to our standards they've already kind of grown up in the company and seen our expectations um, know what, how we are about customer service, et cetera. So that's kind of where we come from. Um, you know, I've worked for other companies it's that we're going to be the highest paying company, and that's how we're going to attract good talent. I remember one company that shortly, I won't name the company, but all the regional managers were going to be Harvard MBAs. Well, that did not go well because um, they didn't understand on-site management at all. They, you know, they were talking about charts and all these graphs and all these whatever numbers and they didn't understand day in, day out, it's the first of the month. I've got 20 people in my office. Can I get you your report next week? So it's just learning from the ground up um, and seeing people that have that passion and really want to care and take care of people. What do you see now that you've been through every level of the apartment association from the bottom all the way up to the top? Uh, what do you think about employee education? It's it's critical. Um, my partner and I have joked that for years we, we've preached, you know, certain things, and it seems like it's in one ear and out the other, and then they go to whatever seminar, a permanent association, wherever, and they come back, I just learned the most amazing new concept. And you're just looking at <laughs> them like, you've got to be kidding. But you're like, whatever it takes, however it sinks in, good for you. That's awesome. That's funny. I call that rule 1437B-7. No one will ever believe a thing that you say once they've seen you without your clothes on or more familiar, more more commonly known as familiarity breeds contempt. In other words, you're not that smart. I know you, right? Somebody else tells me, boy, that's the greatest <laughs> exactly. thing in the whole world. That is unbelievable. That's funny. All right. Well, we're going to take yeah. a short break here uh, coming up on this, and then we're going to come back. And when we come back, I want to shift gears here to the last segment into what has this meant? to you and your family and your family's family and the people around you. Um, let's, let's get into the lifestyle 
change that's come about from all this. So we'll take a short break. Be right back with Robert Kinning and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Got a question? Call 855-497-4DEL. That's 855-497-4335. Or email Dell at askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show with me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Robert Kinning out of Dallas, Texas. And Robert uh, is going to share with us now in this last segment how his life has changed after five years of going out on his own, investing, and becoming massively successful uh, in the real estate ownership and property management world as a syndicator. And Robert, um, and I'm sitting today out on my patio, my two brand new dogs I just bought, and they're loving on me, and it's a beautiful day outside, and Flowers are everywhere. The sky is beautiful. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the only way, man. And instead of getting up and getting into the rat race and doing all this stuff, what has it meant to you? Well, you just pretty much nailed it. I'm, we, uh, you know, as opposed to being in rush hour traffic and just fighting through DFW traffic and feeling like I need to be somewhere at some certain time, I'm sitting here in my home office on 17 acres looking out on the forest and the creek the beautiful sky. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I can drive into town when I want to, I can go outside and hit some golf balls when I want to, I can get back on the computer, work when I want to work, relax when I want to relax. Um, I control my time. And I, I mean, being the high level corporate person, in my whole career, this is a new sensation. I've never <laughs> experienced this before and I absolutely love it. 17 acres on a Creek. That's beautiful. When did you buy that? Uh, two years ago now. Yeah. Wow. That had to feel we're good. We're about 40 huh? minutes from downtown Dallas. So, I mean, I can get anywhere I need to when I want to, but it's when I want to. Yeah, that's that's just, there's nothing like it. And I've, there's a lot of different things. John's the motorhome guy, and he's into those Jeeps, and I know he just has a blast traveling and a blast driving those Jeeps up and down rocks. Um, to me, Everything like that, I went to try to buy motorhomes, boats, yachts, planes, everything. It's just more stuff for me to take care of. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, a nice place to live. You wake up every single day. You look out. There it is. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just as comfortable as can be. 17 acres, you can have whatever you want. Just stick it That's out right. there somewhere. <laughs> Plenty of room. So uh, let's talk family. What does the family think about this change? It's been, uh, you know, when we first did it, my wife was like, are you sure you know what you're doing? Uh, I'm laughed. I said, I think I do because, you know, we were putting up 500000 700000 in non-refundable earnest money. So if the deal didn't go through, that was out of my pocket, not the investors. Um, so that was always a scary part. But I don't even worry about that anymore because it's like, if the deal makes sense, the deal makes sense. Let's go. I know I've got the um, capital already pretty much raised with my equity partners. So they've all been super supportive and it's just still, we've seen our net worth probably increase sevenfold in five years, um, which wow. I look back at um, where, where it was when I started and like how it, we weren't living paycheck to paycheck, but I mean, we were the average American, like 
okay, so Christmas is coming up. How are we going to pay for it? Vacation? Um, are we going to pull money out of savings? Whatever. I mean, but now seeing how much lifestyles has changed our life, where we truly have financial freedom, I'm not worried about um, if I'm retired for 20 years, is my money going to outlast me? Um, my thoughts now are I'm going to keep doing this as long as it's fun. Um, and that could mean that I'm 80 years old. If it's still fun, I'll still be doing it because it's not work. It's fun. Or I'll have enough passive income that I'm sitting on a beach traveling in France for a month doing whatever I want or sitting out here on my 17 acres. Um, I can do what I want. I control my time. And I don't have to worry about, you know, answering to the boss. Um, I thought of my wife, I guess. But um, <laughs> no, it's all good. And so, I think the um, most rewarding thing with all of that being said is with the two deals that we just sold, I had three of my investor partners tell me that they are now retiring from the W-2 world because of the profit we made them. That's been the most rewarding thing because I, I just I love that we're now giving back to others and helping others get along the path also. That was going to be my next question as you go down that path of what is your future plans for give back? I, you know, every deal, most of my deals are like 15 to $17 million capital raises, which fill up in a couple of days because of all the people and lifestyles. But every one, every deal, I open up a tranche of like $25,000 or $50,000 investors for people that have just started out in lifestyles to help them um, on the path. And, and, and start get started. So I'm loving giving back and helping out other people um, find their financial freedom and find their freedom of time and be able to get out of the rat race. So I'm just totally loving giving back to lifestyle. Last question. Totally, totally just for fun. Anybody in your old office ever wonder where you went? Has anybody figured out you you've, up to your net worth seven times. Does anybody know what you're doing? And if so, what is the thought processes? Did they try to talk you out of doing it when you qu- were going to quit? You know, n- no, it was, it was really, um, that was the best company I've ever worked for. And it was so neat to see the owner. Um, he was so proud of me for kind of like joining the, the owner club, um, had a big party for me the last day, shook my hand and said, I'm just really proud of you. And, I was so glad to be able to walk out on that kind of note. Um, but I've seen all the people that worked for me are still stuck in that property management W2 mindset. It's just too scary of an idea. Um, I don't know that I could do it. I mean, they were, you know, there's still a lot of them are frozen, just like I was forever. So I haven't hard sold them. I've tried to more. Uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I don't want to be like when I was in a pack chair and people see me and they leave. So I'm just trying to, <laughs> for those kind of people, live the lifestyle and hopefully they'll see and go, okay, tell me more. Like Ridgeway tried forever with me until I finally listened. But, you know, other people that are outside of work, I've, I'm always preaching about, you got to go to the two day. Well, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Robert, thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us again. And we look forward to hearing from you in the future. I'll see you at all the events. And the rest of you out there, remember this. It's not the money. Robert and I, it's about the lifestyle. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.